podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Aston Villa fans and welcome to For the Love of Paul and Grab podcast and uh, yeah I just thought I'd jump on and do a very very quick podcast on a player that is really interesting someone I, I'm going to be really honest with you someone I don't know a whole pile about but when the, when I saw something on Twitter last night um, with regards to Aston Villa being linked with this player I wanted to look into him um, it's Colombian striker John Duran and uh, he plays for Chicago Fire in the MLS. He's a very young player. He's 19 years of age. He made his, pre- he made his professional debut at 15 um, for, oh, I can't pronounce the name of the team. I actually tried to spell it out phonetically here. Uh, but he made it for Envigado in uh, Colombia. And that is the team that has uh, brought us players like James Rodriguez. And they're very well-fabled um, nursery of talent in uh, in. Colombia teams. Um, so he started off his career there at the age of 15 and scored his first goal uh, seven months, months later. He got his move to the MLS at, uh, just this year and uh, he's been tearing up trees since he's got there since. But he's somebody that's been on the radar for quite a lot of teams. Um, he's been linked with Liverpool, Manchester United, West Ham, Benfica. And um, I just thought it'd be nice to have a little look at him and see. I don't know whether this, this transfer is going to happen from an Aston Villa point of view. Um, but it is, uh, it's interesting to see that we're being linked with these younger players as well as uh, older type players or, or players maybe um, just about to hit their prime. This guy is 19, the likes of Nicholas Jackson, obviously has the links to Emery already. He has been linked as well. And I thought that this guy would be interesting to take a look at. So a um, couple of b- bits and pieces with regards to this player. Obviously, he's with Chicago Fire at the moment. And there are some quotes that I found from former Aston Villa player Brad Friedel, which say that uh, that John Duran is uh, young but has all the all the attributes to succeed. He's powerful, he's fast, he can hold the ball up, and he has an eye for goal. Yeah, he has the profile for, for the Premier League, but he is a bit raw and he still has some learning to do yet. And I think that's probably fair to say of any 19-year-old that would be coming from the MLS into the Premier League. Um, so if Aston Villa were to make a move for this person, I don't think that it would be uh, somebody that would come in straight away. But it's a move that I think could be welcomed because you want to, you want to kind of sweep up these ta- these types of players um, as best you can and try and... Uh, Try and 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 um you know get them before they hit the big leagues, baby, and try and try and uh, make them into the player that you want uh, want them to be because uh, that is uh, that's something I think that Aston Villa that's, that's somewhere where I think that Aston Villa will need to um uh, will will need to excel in uh, you know obviously we're looking at players looking for players with sell on value we're not in a position where we can go out and we can. Spend a hundred million on a player. I don't think uh, that's why the likes of Joe Felix and uh, and these guys that we've been linked with previously to me are a bit pie in the sky. But if you buy a John Durant, John Durant for maybe six anywhere six to ten million, 
somewhere in and around that ballpark. Maybe he gets loaned out, maybe somewhere on the continent. He comes back and he plays for Aston Villa at the age of 20, 21. And then he has two or three good seasons and he goes for 50, 60 million. Or maybe Aston Villa make uh, Europe at that stage and he becomes a focal point of our attack. Well, then that would be absolutely fantastic. Because, uh, But I think that that's kind of where Aston Villa should be looking to, as well as maybe trying to bring in that experienced striker uh, at the moment. Because... Um, because why not? As I say, if we have got owners who've got who've got uh, money to burn, I think that there should be um, we should be looking to other uh, other countries to try and snap up younger players there, see if they can cut it in the Premier League. And this guy looks like he can cut it in the Premier League. Um, he's got three caps for Colombia as well, as I say, at the age of nineteen, which is uh, which is 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 definitely something. Um, and I think, obviously, the fact, as I said, that he's just signed for Chicago Fire this year. He's got eight goals already for them. I think that they're going to want some decent money for him. So I could see him anywhere from maybe upwards of up to maybe about a 10 million um, price tag, maybe something that Chicago Fire would look for, which, to be honest with you, for an MLS club would be uh, would be huge money. Uh, will be huge money altogether. But let's take a little look at some of the slides that I've put together. I put, only put together two slides in them. As I say, I'm not going to claim I know a whole pile about him. I've watched uh, some some footage of him over the course of over the course of last night on um, on Y Scout, and uh, you know he seems like he's got a small bit about his game from the point of view of uh, the Premier League profile. So from what the limited piece that I've seen in him, um, I would have to agree with Brad Brad Friedel. He looks like a Premier League type striker in his physical makeup, in the fact that he does, you know, he's got a good ratio of uh, how will I put it, he's got a good ratio of size to um, strength, power uh, type ratio, if that makes sense, you know so he, he, he looks imposing when he's on the field, he looks big, he's six foot one and, um, you know, when he gets turned, he's still able to get into full flight when he starts running as well. So, you know, he doesn't look cumbersome. He's not a one-trick pony from that point of view where he can only be a target man. He is athletic when he gets the ball, uh, when he gets the ball at his feet. And, and he looks like, as I say, you can only make these determinations, but he looks like he's uh, he's he's robust enough to take a tackle while being, uh, you know, fast enough to get away from players as well. Um, because he, he seems to have a very good, decent uh, turn of pace. Uh, one thing I want to talk about him as well is he's left-footed. Um, and uh, he's predominantly left-footed. Like, I don't think I saw much of him at all uh, utilizing his right foot. So he's very left-foot dominant. But, you know, you show me a young player that uh, that is adept with both of their feet, specifically when they're a young player, maybe coming from... South America or maybe even playing in the MLS and 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 it just probably highlights some of the areas that he probably need to improve on to be um able to 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 cut it in the Premier League week in, week out. His agent now I've been trying to find out who his agents are. Um one side says it's John Herrera, who he is the only uh, client of. Another side says that he is agentless at the moment. And another side I found says that he's re recently signed for Niagara Sports. Now, why is that important? The reason that that's important is Niagara Sports, if he has signed for them, they do have quite a big catalogue of European-based players. Danny Olmo played for Spain in the World Cup. He would probably be their most high profile. Alvaro Morata as well, somebody else. Um, somebody we've been linked to as well. And this is another interesting point as to why I bring this up because maybe this may just be agent speak because Nacho Fernandez of Real Madrid, who we've been linked to previously, he is a... Uh, client of uh, Niagara Sports and also as Paul Nacho, uh, who is a, a client of 
of uh, Niagara Sports too. So uh, the big, tall striker from Belgium that we've been linked <coughs> tediously to as well, uh, who I haven't done a um uh, any any podcast on at all so i just wanted to throw that one out there this more this could be agent speak but also we could be working with these agents this agent might be somebody who's familiar with una emery for his time in spain uh they may be somebody that's floating these players around they may be somebody that may have been brought on board with our with our um recruitment team to maybe look for players like this uh who knows who knows there could be an awful lot in this there could be nothing in this but i just thought it was interesting to point that out because you know from time to time when we do do these podcasts a lot of people um will either think that we should sign this player or that we shouldn't or there's a possibility or there isn't. And I think it's important to kind of uh, highlight, <coughs> excuse me, highlight all these aspects when we are um, talking about the players themselves. So let's take a look at some of his statistics here. I thought it would be unfair um, to uh, put any percentages in here considering MLS is going to be a lower standard of league. Also, with regards to FB ref. But they don't do the MLS. They don't do the statistical base uh, for the percentages, the percentiles of the top five leagues in uh, in the world against those because obviously it's uh, it's it's based on strength of schedule and strength of opposition. So it would be unfair to do that. But I have put uh, Duran up against uh, the strikers that we have already, and what we can see here is he's got some pretty decent numbers when we look at the amount of shots he takes per ninety minutes. It's almost up on four shots per per game, which far dwarfs the players that we have uh, at our disposal at the moment, Denali Watkins and Danny Ings. Um, Ariel Jules won. He's coming in there at about 50%, 48.4%. So once again, utilizing his six foot one frame. I've seen this on film as well of him being able to hold up the ball um, and, and being confident enough to be able to take on uh, the rough and tumble of a center half, albeit once again, being in the uh, the MLS. Um when we look at his scoring frequency there, he scores, uh, his scoring frequency in the MLS is one goal in every 171 minutes, which is pretty decent. You know, you can only play the teams that you're up against. And uh, he is quite a young player. So that's something that we would look at as well. Also, the chances missed come in. He's he's youthful. He takes a lot of shots. Not all of them go on target. We can see he's got a 40% uh, on target rate there, but he has missed nine big chances um, over the course of his, uh, his short career in the MLS so far. Um, I think that's going to be something, you know, uh, once again, going back to Brad Friedel's quote there, he does have some rough edges that you're going to need to polish up as well. A statistic I don't have here is that he loves a yellow card and he also has been red carded in his short career in the MLS so far. So, um I don't know whether you want to say that it's uh, it's it's a red flag for for him or anything like that, but discipline can potentially be an issue for him. Um, when when you, you I suppose when when you look at somebody so youthful, maybe that can just be youthful exuberance. I don't know. I don't want to patronise the guy either uh, from that point of view. Um, but looking at his uh, at at his overall, so once again, remember he started his career at 15 years of age. He's played 72 career games so far, scoring 17 goals and has seven assists. Um, and now there are league goals, league games, and league, league assists as well. So any player who makes his debut at 15 surely has something physically about him. You wouldn't throw somebody in there who is undercooked from that point of view. And when we look at him in comparison to the players that we have at the moment, we can see he gets an awful lot more shots away than, than the two incumbents that we have. Recovers the ball at a pretty decent clip as well. You know, he's there at about three um, ball recoveries, just under three ball, ball recoveries per game, which is quite good. 
Um, even when you compare that to the top five in Europe, that is quite good and it's better than the players that we have there. So with regards to him being, uh, I suppose, a shoot-on-side type player, the ball recovery part is, in, is interesting as well because we know that that's the work that our strikers like to do uh, up top as well. Shot-creating actions, he doesn't make that many shots. Uh, the, he doesn't have that many shot-creating actions. Comes in and around the same as a Danny Ings, but that's because he plays a small bit more centrally. Uh, his goal-creating actions are there with our, co- our incumbents um, at uh, 0.33 uh, goal-creating actions uh, you know, per 90 minutes. We've mentioned his scoring frequency and his chances missed. Um, his goals per shot ratio is uh, 0.13, which puts him in the same uh, same bracket as uh, Ollie Watkins. I'm sure that would be seen by some people as a positive or a negative uh, with, regards to, with regards to his ability. But remember, he does get 40% of his shots on target. I think uh, one of the big things here is he shoots an awful lot more than the players that we have. He takes almost two more shots than uh, per game than Ollie Watkins would. So um, extrapolated out, he's going to have a worse shot per goals, shots per goals ratio uh, from that point of view. But if you don't shoot, you don't score. Um, and also, as we as we know, some of the criticisms that Ali Watkins comes in for us, he's one to one finishing and uh, and so on. Um, so this guy, you know, as I say. John Duran, his contract runs out in 2024, but the team option, the the Chicago Fire have a team option on him for, for the 2024 season, 2025 season. So realistically speaking, he's got about two two years left on his contract already. So it is gonna, it's not not a case where you could get him at a cut down price. Transfer market have him rated at six million, six million pounds. I would imagine that Chicago Fire would hold out for a bit more for him, considering he's only recently signed. Um, but he does seem to be somebody who's looking to move to Europe. When he was linked with uh, the likes of United, Liverpool, West Ham, Benfica, and so on and so forth, um, it was reported I found on online. Can't remember where I found it now that his family had actually had actually gone to Europe to try and secure a European agent, and maybe that's where the Niagara Sports comes in that they've gone to secure a European agent to try and suss out what the market would be for him here. Because I'm sure as a 19 year old, he doesn't want to spend the rest of his career in the MLS, and if there is interest in Europe, he wants to make sure he gets the right landing spot for him. And why couldn't that be Aston Villa? Um, even though there are bigger teams involved, uh, they're the likes of United, Liverpool, and and uh, Benfica teams who've got European football to offer. Um, he might be somebody that Aston Villa may have their eyes on, may not. As I say, it could all be agent speak, but we'll, all, we'll know over the coming days and, and weeks as this transfer window um, materialises and starts to get back up to speed um, in the month of January as well. So, yeah, a very quick little podcast here on him. As I say, that's John, John Duran and... Um, like as I say, if you guys find out any more on him, please comment on the piece below. I don't know a whole pile about him. I'm going to be digging into him more. And obviously, should we be linked with him by any more um, outlets? As I say, it was uh, Calcio Mercato that linked him to Aston Villa, whether that is agent speak or not. As I would, I would imagine. A lot of transfers come about by agents speak anyway, or agents contacting clubs. But maybe this might this one might have something in it. Personally, I have absolutely no idea, and I've no dog in the fight. I couldn't even see, see I couldn't even say whether he'd be a good fit for Aston Villa. But I hope that this has. Uh, I hope that this has been enlightening, and that if we do sign him, we will obviously deep into dive deep dive into him a small little bit more. But John Joran, a young player, interesting player. 
tearing it up in the Premier in the in the MLS at the moment and linked with teams around Europe. So should he sign for Aston Villa, uh, we will have a small a bit more on him. But I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found it interesting. And uh, until next time, all that's left to say is stay safe and up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.